Hey guys, it's Amanda with Good Grief Cookie Co. and welcome to Behind the Icing. I know what you're thinking. Weren't you just the one bragging on how you have been better about not waiting months in between posting episodes on your podcast? Yes, that was me. I was bragging and that's what I get for bragging, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, life is crazy and unpredictable and messy, <laughs> especially mine. But I I did have the opportunity um, in October to interview my pal April from The Sweet and Saucy Life. And I just had a series of things go on afterwards and I wasn't able to get that episode uplo uploaded for you guys. And it just seemed like one thing after another happened and then just <laughs> quarantine on top of all of that. It, it just did not get posted. And April was just amazing for being on the podcast. And I totally apologize to her for not getting her episode uploaded for a few months. <laughs> but here I am today, guys. I am ready to, to share it with you all because I appreciate her being on. And I think our discussion was super important. And um, I'm excited for you guys to hear it. How I've been doing, well, <laughs> I think I'm doing as well as everybody else is doing. <laughs> We're all struggling together. We're all in this together, but separately. You know what I mean? <laughs> as you guys may know, if you've been following me for a while, or if you're new, um, I have the unique experience of having a daughter who has special needs, and that is actually kind of what this is about today this this um well i have we've recorded in october but what i'm posting today with april from the sweet and saucy life um april also has a wonderful daughter named scarlet who has um, autism she also has other children she'll mention all of them and she loves them all equally um but today we specifically talked about our children who um have different abilities um because it is a different kind of experience and just kind of what it's like to be in the cookie community doing cookies or as April will explain all the other amazing things she does um, while having the challenge of having a child with uh, different abilities. So I, I hope this encourages people. I hope you know that that we get it. It's hard right now. It's hard on everyone, on all kids, um, but I do personally feel like there's just something a little bit different about going through all of this with a child with um, a disability. My daughter specifically, she is having a really rough time being home. She's <clears throat> super social and she loves school and she's, she thrives with, um, oh, <laughs> with um, structure and there's not a whole lot of that here because our life is constantly changing and she loved school because she knew it was going to be nice and structured and the same and she definitely misses that and needs it. So dealing with all of that stuff and you know all the other craziness of the world um, we just kind of shared our experience uh, in this life. So I hope somebody out there gets some encouragement. I hope that this episode, even if you don't have a child with special needs or a disability or who's differently abled, um, I hope you still get something out of this message, just some encouragement or whatever it is that you might be able to take from, from our discussion. 
And also, April's going to be sharing a lot of really cool things that she does. Uh, she has a monthly subscription box that you'll hear about. She's starting a magazine, an online magazine for cookiers, which is really cool. And a lot of other stuff that she does um, that she'll talk to you guys about. And I will make sure that I post links for everything. And I thank you guys for putting up with my absence. And I hope that you guys are understanding. And I hope you enjoy this episode. One last thing before we get into the episode, I have to apologize again. I know I'm just apologizing for everything, but I am sorry that once again, something was going on with the audio on this recording and you'll hear a little bit of crackling on my end when I'm talking. I don't know what it is. Anchor is just upset with me or maybe it's my phone. Who knows? I hope it's not too distracting for you guys, and uh, <laughs> we're going to get through this, guys. We're going to get the bugs fixed. I'm going to figure out what's going on, and we're going to make it better, but for now, <laughs> I apologize. Thanks, guys. Hey, girl. I'm super excited to be here with you today. Oh, I'm so happy you were able to make it. I'm glad we are able to make this work out. I know we're both real busy and just life right now, right? Oh my gosh, that's an understatement for sure. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm so glad that we got it on the books. And um, it's definitely been something that I've wanted to do with you for quite a while. So I'm glad it's happening. Yes, I wanted to have you on for a while. And I'm so glad this is working out. Um, before we get into all of the the things that you do that keep you as a busy working mama, um, I I had asked you to come on this podcast Um First of all, I want you to explain all the things that you do because you do have a lot of really amazing things that you offer right now. Um, but also you are a mom of a child who has uh, special needs. You have a daughter who has autism, correct? Yep, that's right. And I have a daughter who has special needs. My daughter, Molly, she has um, intellectual delay as, lo- as well as like other other things. <laughs> but that's mm-hmm. the main, you know, what we kind of call everything. Um, and... I feel like there is a unique struggle, unique um, uniqueness about being somebody who is in business and has a child who has a, a disability or a special need or, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think you do a phenomenal job. I think you're just amazing that you accomplish so much um, with having also these unique challenges in the background. And I wanted to ask you to come on today to kind of talk about that because I'd love to encourage other moms out there or dads, whoever's listening, grandmas, uncles, aunts, whoever, um, who might be in a similar situation and just kind of encourage them that, that, you know, what you can do this, you can, you know, you can have the daily struggles and you can achieve your goals and, and um, just to persevere. So that's, that's why I asked you to come on today to kind of talk about that. Um, and then before we get started, I had a little poem that I wanted to read. Um, it's called Welcome to Holland. Have you ever read it? I haven't. Is this going to make me cry? You know, I'm a it crier. might. it might it's taken a long time for me to read it without crying Uh, but just for people who are listening who may not have a child with a disability um i i wanted to read this because it, it gives a great um kind of representation of what it's like so this is called welcome to holland by emily pearl kingsley i'm often asked to describe the experience of raising a child with a disability to try to help people who have not shared that unique experience to understand it, to imagine how it would feel, it's like this. 
when you when you're going to have a baby, it's like planning a fabulous vacation trip to Italy. You buy a bunch of guidebooks and you make a wonderful you make wonderful plans. The Colosseum, the Michelangelo David, the gondolas in Venice. You may learn some handy phrases in Italian. It's all very exciting. After months of eager anticipation, the day finally arrives. You pack your bags and off you go. Several hours later, the plane lands. The stewardess comes in and says, welcome to Holland. Holland, you say. What do you mean, Holland? I signed up for Italy. I'm supposed to be in Italy. All my life I've dreamed of going to Italy. But there's been a change in the flight plan and they've landed in Holland. And there you must stay. The important thing is that they haven't taken you to a horrible, disgusting, filthy place full of pestilence, famine, famine, and disease. It's just a different place. So you must go and buy new guidebooks. You must learn a whole new language, and you will meet a whole new group of people you would have never met. It's just a different place. It's slower paced than Italy, less flashy than Italy. But after you've been there for a while, you catch your breath, you look around, and begin to notice that Holland has windmills, and Holland has tulips. Holland even has Rembrandts. But everyone you know is busy coming and going from Italy, and they're all bragging about what a wonderful time they had there. And for the rest of your life, you'll say, yes, that's where I was supposed to go. That's what I had planned. And the pain will never, ever, ever go away, because the loss of that dream is a very significant loss. But if you spend your life mourning the fact that you didn't get to Italy, you may never be free to enjoy the very special and the very lovely things about Holland. And that's it. <laughs> that is so on point. And I, I forgot that that's what that was called. But yeah, I've heard that before. And I am like, that is so incredibly true. It, it, when I first read it, it was just like, that's exactly how it feels when you, when you plan a life. Um, when you think of having your child, it's like, it is, you're very excited. You have all these plans. And, and then when you find out that those plans are different than what you thought they were going to be and what most everyone else has, you do have that sense of loss, that sense of like, well, the loss of that normal quote unquote normal life that you thought you were going to have. Mm -hmm. And you can dwell on that fact or you can enjoy the beauty of what, what is in front of you. Yeah. It's and I, for sure. Right. Right. And so I, I like lose my breath a little bit when I was reading it because I it, it try not to get like emotional when reading it, um, which I've gotten better about it. <laughs> but yeah. um, it is it's one of those things that it's like, oh, my goodness, that's it. It, it has meant a lot to me over the years um, because I feel like it really is just a great explanation of of becoming a, a, a parent of a child who has um, special needs or a disability or, you know, I've even, I've even had friends who have children who have um, found out that they have juvenile diabetes. And even that, that's, you know, that your life completely changes and it's not the life that you thought you'd have. You didn't think you'd have to check your child's blood sugar levels and, and worry about what they're eating. Um, and, you know, just things like that. And even that can, it can apply to that because you, your life has changed. And again, it's not, you know, this horrible, horrible place, but it is different. And, and uh, you just have to look for the good. Exactly. And I think that, um, and I didn't realize this until like, I went through that whole process of, you know, learning about, well, first of all, like, understanding, well, not even understanding at that moment receiving the news that um, Scarlett's quirks and things like that, that we thought were just quirks was autism. Um, 
and realizing and and at first I didn't want to tell I mean my really close group of friends they were like right there in the midst of all the you know of everything with me but you really truly like grieve because it's you're grieving a an idea of what you thought was going to be Mm -hmm. and it's really truly like I feel like for me well for me anyway it was a process like I had to go through that entire grieving process right and um, not necessarily in, in giving myself grace to the fact that, you know, letting go of my own expectations and that they're just going to be different and right. they could be just as amazing or even more amazing or even more beautiful. Her future could be, but as, but as humans, we want to foresee what's coming. We want right. to have a goal. We want to have all that. We think of these milestones in their, in their children's lives and then understanding that I think that especially with like autism or with any other kind of a disability, number one, you don't ever know if you're going to have those milestones right? or you don't know when those milestones will come. Um, there's nobody telling you like there's these mile markers and they're going to happen around this age or they're going to have, you know, they're going to come in this order. And it's just such an uncharted territory that it's hard for us to grasp and um, be able to look look down a path, especially if you don't know other people that are experiencing that same thing. Like I didn't know anybody, not one single person that had a child with autism. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, holy cow, you can ask all of your friends, you can ask your parents, you can ask your grandparents for all this parenting advice. But when no one else has walked that road, it's like, oh my gosh, there is so much for me to learn and it's a moving target. So right. there, so I think that that is just incredibly overwhelming. Um, and it's okay because you don't have to figure out everything right at that moment. So even though, even though it's different, there's beauty in the difference. Absolutely. You just have to be willing to let yourself grieve and move through that process so that you can have a different perspective on all of it. Absolutely. Um, so. And I- yeah, I had um, somebody ask one time if we would talk to a family member of theirs about like, you know, just, just accepting that their child um, has a certain diagnosis and, and move on. And I told them, I said, it's not a matter of just saying, Hey, you need to accept it you have to go through that process of, mm-hmm. of, of, you know, grieving acceptance of all of it, because it, it is different for everyone. And I know um, there's a phrase, and I, I think you've shared it before, um, that if you've met some one person with autism, you've met one person with autism, that right. every, everybody's different, every child, every adult. Um, and I feel the same way about just disabilities in general. Everybody's unique. People, the way kids um, behave, it's it's all different. Um, and there's, you're not going to find two people that are exactly the same. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, exactly. And with, with Scarlett, I mean, I think that it, there, there are challenges and there are, there are some things that are easier and there are some things that are harder, no matter what you do. Um, especially with a child with special needs and with Scarlett, she's not on, um, 
I kind of struggled a little bit with the fact and of the, the fact that she isn't incredibly, she's not super severe on the, the spectrum. Um, most people that would meet Scarlett wouldn't have a clue. Um, they might think that she's a little quirky or they might mm-hmm. think that she's um, rude or <laughs> she, they may <laughs> think that she's like undisciplined because she's incredibly like blunt. You don't ask, you don't ask Scarlett her opinion <laughs> if you're not ready to receive it. Um, but and it's, but it can be one of those things that it's misunderstood. And so for me, like bringing her and talking about autism on um, through my, throughout my business, it's just like when you see a kid in the grocery store that is completely losing their stuff and that mom is having a hard time with a child, you have no stinking idea. You don't have any right. idea if that child has special needs or if that child is completely overstimulated Right. Two seconds ago, they were fine. And maybe this is part of, you know, you know, they're working up to do grocery trips without a meltdown or, you know, you have no idea. And right. Because I've been that mom. (laughs) I've been that mom that it's just like, I feel all the eyes on me. Right. I'm doing everything I possibly can. But I also know that I'm going to get looked at. I'm going to have words like things said under their, you know, people's breath around me. I'm going to have all those things, but I also can't hide my child away and never take her out to a grocery store because she's never going to be able to do that on her own if I don't take those steps to do that. So it's right for me, it was, it was really like talking about it is raising awareness that everyone has a story, whether they have special needs or not. Um, everyone has difficulties. Everyone has struggles. And overall, we need to have grace with other people because you don't know the, the battles that they're fighting. Their battle may be autism. Their battle may be um, a hidden disability that you don't know about. Their battle may be something personal or something like that. It's like you don't know. So just over, overwhelmingly, like, look through an, a lens of grace to people because I think the world just needs so much more grace. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. And yeah, I I have many a time sat in the parking lot of Hobby Lobby. For some reason, my daughter can't handle craft stores. (laughs) I don't know why that's like the number one thing that I'm like, I know I can't do um, with her after many, many, many trials. (laughs) Because again, I'm like you, it's like, no, I need to continue to try this because how are we going to get past it? If I don't continue to try, but for some reason, Hobby Lobby and Michael's, she just, I don't know if it's too over, overstimulating for her or what, mm-hmm. but many a times I've sat in my car and cried because of the, you know, just the spectacle she made, you know, while we were in there, I, she has knocked over displays before, um, at Hobby Lobby she did one time and this big pot broke and I was just mortified and the worker came over and they were like so kind about everything and they're like you know what don't even worry about it it's okay and I just went in my car and I cried and cried because you know she didn't understand what she had done she you know it was just (laughs) how could I be upset with her she doesn't didn't didn't understand and at the same time like she didn't care that people were staring at us and you know and it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, <laughs> gather yourself up and we'll try again another day. <laughs> right. But it's, it is hard. There are, there's definitely moments that it's incredibly hard. 
But then there's always yeah. like that thing that that little breakthrough or something happens and it's like, okay, you know, this is what I've been waiting for. Or, but I mean, yeah, they don't know. And that's one thing that I, she has taught me more than I have ever taught. Like I could ever teach her. I mean, just like that, you know, I'm having a hard time and I'm not going to even hide that I'm having a hard time. You know, like, I don't care what people think. I'm going to do what I want to do. I want to, you know, and it's just like, man, if we were all like that, if we were all as brazen and, um, and everything, it's like, man, you know, I think, I think that sometimes we need to look through a completely different lens and, and realize that we can learn, we can learn from them too, because. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, my patience is, oh my gosh, a hundred fold since having her. Right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, there's always good and bad. You just have to be willing to look for the good, even in the, even in the frustrating moments. I mean, right. your, your story about Hobby Lobby and like, that was somebody that was somebody that saw you that saw that there was an issue and they were kind they you know and it's just there are there is kind people and and maybe seeing that and seeing that you were struggling and and you know seeing that happen maybe that was something that opened their eyes to be like man you know I never really thought about this but you know they they could have taken home that they saw the strength with you and your patience with her and things like that and carry that home with them so right. I mean, everything is a teachable moment. Exactly. Yeah. I, I feel like being a parent of, uh, well, being Molly's parent, I feel like it has taught me to give a little bit more grace to people mm-hmm. um, because you, you do not know what's going on behind the scenes. You know, I have people come and pick up their cookies. They may not know that my daughter has just had a meltdown or that she's so overstimulated and I've had to stop what I'm doing to go and, you know, help her out. And, you know, after doing something like that, which can be very emotionally draining and even physically draining at times. And then, you know, let me put on a a smiley face and let me come bring you your cookies. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people don't always know about. Right. And I try to just remember that, like, maybe this person who was late picking up, maybe maybe they were having struggles at home before they could get here. Or maybe, you know, this person who wasn't as kind about something, maybe they were just frustrated about something else that had happened. Right. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. And I think that, I think that it's really up to us to be clear on what that looks like, because... I mean, I, I didn't know, I mean, I was very ignorant when it came to autism before Scarlett. I mean, you know of it, but you don't have, you don't have a clue. Um, Right. And, and it's just like, for that, for those of us that know a little bit about it, I feel like it's, it's really important, um, especially when you have a platform. And when I say, if you have a platform, I mean, you don't have to be on social media. You don't have to be a business owner to have a platform. You, it could just be your community. It could be your school. It could be your church. It could be family. Um, everyone has a platform, regardless of how big or small it is. But I feel like it's our obligation for our kids to talk about things so that this isn't this like hidden thing anymore, that this is common knowledge of, you know, of what this could look like. 
Um, because, I mean, if we don't start talking about it, there's going to be all these other women and all these other men that are coming behind us that are having kids um, have children with autism or a special need. And they're going to feel alone just the same as we do. So it's like, what are we going to do to make that, that transition for that parent easier or that transition for our children to go out into the world and um, live their lives with less like judgment, with less, um, with less of a stigma and with, and make their like their lives easier in that way. So I just feel like it's been something um, in the past that's been like one of those things that you just don't talk about. Like, oh, you know, that kid's just a little weird or that kid has issues or, you know, whatever. Um, and it's just like, well, that kid could be pretty stinking cool because right. Scarlett's pretty stinking cool. <laughs> <laughs> like if, you, if you judge her right from the get-go you're gonna miss out on so much she has to offer so absolutely I think it's just really important that we continue the conversation so I'm really glad that you brought me on here so I could I could be a part of that absolutely and I'm so glad you agree to it I know there's some people who you know they're not ready to talk about about this kind of topic but um I'm I, I know from your your social media um that this is something you're willing to to discuss and I love that I love that you do that thanks I mean and I don't I don't ever pretend to know all of it um I don't know that you ever really can be an expert um, right <laughs> but I know I know enough and I think that that that's what holds some people back is they feel like I'm, I don't know enough about this topic um, or whatever to be an authority or to be an expert on it. So I'm just not going to talk about it until I get to a point where I can answer all the questions. Well, I can tell you right off the get-go, I can't answer all the questions on anything, but I can tell you what my experience has been with my own kid. Um, and I can also tell you that there's a lot of things I still don't know about her. Like, but... Right that's the thing you just it's it's a journey and you're going to learn as you go and we're all everyone is going to learn from each other if you're willing to have the conversation absolutely and you never know what part of your story that somebody might identify with like maybe their child doesn't like my my daughter doesn't have autism we um she has a lot of autistic tendencies, but not enough for the actual diagnosis. Um, it's a whole long story. I, I've talked to yeah. her in, in private about that, that whole struggle with, with her and diagnosis stuff. But anyway, but you never know, like there, there are, you know, the overstimulation, like that is totally something that my daughter struggles with daily. And that is something that, um, that we can kind of both, you know, uh, come, come together on because it's something we both struggle with. And even though our child, our children don't have the same diagnosis, you just don't know what part of, of your story somebody else can connect over. Right. Well, and, and I also want to say that um, I know that sometimes it can be, it can be frustrating not to get a diagnosis that you believe is true um, because all of the boxes aren't checked, but there's a lot of the things that go along with, like you were saying with Molly, that there's a lot of things, a lot of tendencies that look and appear as autism, but she doesn't quite make that, 
you know, special score for it to be that. And I, and I really want to urge people to understand that getting a diagnosis, it's really, I mean, unless you're needing it for insurance purposes and to be able to get services and care, um, as a parent, if you know that your child is struggling with certain things, that piece of paper doesn't matter with you being able to figure out how you can help your child. So um, what it is, what I feel like, this, these are all my opinions. I'm obviously not a doctor or any kind of like super specialist. But um, for me, it's like, okay, educationally wise and things like that, she is autistic. So, okay, like, what are the things that she struggles with? Okay, these are the things that we need to work with, work on. And it's really more of a roadmap for me. It's a guide mark of saying, okay, well, I know now this is the area that I need to be looking into. Um, For me, it just kind of helps, like, map out a path to help her, not necessarily, Mm -hmm. like, a label, if that makes any sense. Yes, no, absolutely. So, and I think that another thing that's like really important to understand is, oh my goodness, all of the needs change so often. As soon as you feel like you've gotten something right. down, something else changes or. Um, yes. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, okay. I'm trying to keep up with her. And, and it's more <laughs> me trying to keep up with her than the other way around, you know? So. Right. Um. It's also taught me to be very flexible. <laughs> oh, man. They really do teach us yeah. so much. So, April, I wanted to not only bring you on to talk about, you know, being the amazing mom you are, but you're also a boss mom. <laughs> you have uh, so much going on <laughs> um, behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your business. Yeah. So I am the owner of Sweet and Saucy Life. And um, I'm going to say, like, I love what I do. <laughs> I mean, I know that there's a lot of people that are in the cookie world or community industry, whatever you want to say, that, that loves what they do. And I really, truly love what I do. And, um, and I'm <clears throat> sorry, Kansas city is like complete allergy insane right now. Um, oh, we've got all that smoke from the wildfires. Oh, no. So we're all feeling it. <laughs> oh my goodness. We were, we had like 32 degrees the other day and now we're like 80 something. So it's just like, wet oh. <laughs> um, so my allergies are acting up a little bit. So forgive me. Um, but yeah, no, I love what I do. And I, I love the idea of building a business that suits your life more so than your life, you know, your business dictating your life. That's always been something that's really been important to me. And even more so when um, we received um, the news that Scarlett was autistic and um, take a drink, maybe that will help. <laughs> but um, really that her us receiving that news was the single most pivotal moment in our, in like my business journey today. Um, so I have, I have four kids. So Scarlett is the youngest and, um, 
and I, I say that I was like an accidental cookie here because I don't think any, well, I'm sure that's with all of us because I don't think anybody sets out when they're young <laughs> saying, I am going to be a cookie artist and I'll, you know, I didn't even know this world existed <laughs> uh, six years ago for sure. But, um, but I didn't even make my first cookie until um, after Scarlett was born and she just turned six. So um, I haven't, I've had my business for roughly four and a half, five years. And, um, and when Scarlett was three, um, I was cranking out custom orders for customers. And um, I had my ebook, which is my Royal or my sugar cookie recipe and all of like my tips and tricks that go with it. That's the only like online digital aspect I had. Of course, I was doing like Facebook lives and things like that at that point. But um, when we received the um, information that Scarlett was autistic, and after I, I grieved pretty heavily for about a month or so, it was a decision that it was like, okay, our life is going to be forever changed. So what is this going to look like? Um, and like many mothers of autistic kids, I was exhausted. Scarlett didn't sleep. She never slept. Um, and when I say that, I'm, I'm not joking. I was up until 3 a.m. Not because I was working on cookies, because my child didn't sleep. Um, she, right. nothing, I tr- I, nothing I did would help. But she literally only slept like three or four hours a night. That's it. Um, for about five and a half years, it was like having a newborn for five and a half years with four, three wow. other older kids. <laughs> so, right. um, so I'm like, I can't do this long-term. It was always, I think, you know, I can do this for a short amount of time. I can do this for a short amount of time. And then it was, okay, this could seriously be a cycle that we're on for years to come if, if her, she doesn't change a sleeping pattern. I don't think I could do this for that long. So um, I had been, I had been hearing through like Facebook lives and emails of customers and things like that saying, you know, I wish I could come to Kansas city and take a class from you, but that's just not possible. I wish you could do something, you know, for people that weren't close. And so I had had the idea of doing the virtual cookie club and we sat down as a family and we're like okay am I going to do this are we going to do this and how long are we going to give this a chance um and we decided that was in like June we decided we're going to give this until the end of the year um and either I'm closing the business or something's drastically changing because I I just can't keep up with I just can't keep up with all of it and be able to be like the mom that I wanted to be. So Mm -hmm. we went all in for like six months and I was doing custom orders in addition to the virtual cookie club and we were able to meet our goal. And from there on, it was just like, okay, we're going full on. And, and it really turned into, we've got quite a few things going and I'm really excited about the future and, and just being able to build a business around our life. Um, I know that everyone builds their business differently. And, um, but I knew for me, I did not want to be, 
I didn't want to be on team no sleep. I right. I, <laughs> it's a it's a it tough is. team to and, be on. <laughs> and I will say that there are times where I have to put in extra time, and that's just part of an ebb and flow of owning a business. Um, but mm-hmm. I also knew very quickly um, what my priorities were and what my non negotiables were, and decided to build the business around those things rather than in sacrifice of those things. Um, right. And I also knew that if I wanted to do and go after these big, crazy, audacious, audacious, like dreams that I have, that I wasn't going to be able to do that by myself. So um, I know there's a lot of women in business that um, are one woman shows. And I knew that I didn't want that. I wanted to bring other women Mm -hmm. along with me and add to my team and us grow together. Um, So that's what I've done. Um, And it has been awesome. It's been, it's been great to be able to not only support my family, but also help support um, other women's family that otherwise wouldn't be able to, would have to either work outside of the home or, or whatever, but they're able to bring their gifts and things and be able to pour into my business as well and still not sacrifice their families. Um, so it's been a total win-win for, for everybody involved. And, um, and I know that that's really not the norm on some of our, the small businesses in the industry, but I do, I do like to talk about it because you don't have to do it by yourself and um Mm -hmm. sacrifice your sanity and your health and um especially if you know that you want help or need help it's like ask for it um there are people out there that can come alongside you and want to help you grow your business and it will benefit them as well um but i think that sometimes there could be preconceived ideas and i don't ever pretend to do anything on my own um, I, I have an amazing group of women that help support me and there's no way that I would be able to do what we're doing without them. Uh, well, that's so, great. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. That's to amazing. Yeah. Now you have, you talked about your virtual cookie club. Do you still do cookie orders or is that? No, just- I, I walked away from cookie orders two years ago. So I don't oh, do wow. any custom cookies for sale anymore. I'm 100% online. Um, the only exception to that is um, we have Cookiers Live. Um, it's an well, as of right now, it's an annual event, but we are seriously considering doing it twice a year, one time virtually, and then one time in person. Um, with the extent of that, like everything is on a virtual platform. So we have, um, like I said, Cookiers Live, and then we have the Virtual Cookie Club, which will be opening up to new members at the end of October 2020. And um, we have, now we have the subscription box, which we're getting ready to celebrate our first birthday um, in November for our subscription box. Oh my goodness, I know, year right? I'm wow. so excited. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, we have a really fun, like, celebration-themed box coming out in November. 
And um, we have some courses and things like that. Um, we're also, and you don't even know this yet because I haven't told anybody outside of our our um, virtual cookie club this, but we're launching an online magazine in December for the cookie community. So I'm super wow. excited about that. Um, so that's coming and um, we're also launching a podcast to go with it. So, so those nice. are the things that are coming <laughs> up. And, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I just love what we do. And I love meeting new people in the community and seeing how they're growing their businesses. And, um, and I, I don't know. I just, I just get so intrigued with everyone's stories. So, Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, so the the you have your virtual cookie club, um, the monthly subscription box. I've received a few, and they are fantastic. Uh, I know a lot of people are looking for something that they can they can kind of treat themselves, but also it benefits yeah. their business because it's all things that are helpful to you. Things. What I love is that it's things that you can try that maybe you didn't didn't think to try, or maybe you're like, well, I don't want to put up money and just if, if I don't like that product, then you know, here I've I've bought the whole thing. With this subscription box, these are things that you yourself yeah, have tried, so, correct, and that yeah. you love, and so you. No, you're fine. No, go you're ahead. Fine. Sorry. So what when we were tra- talking about developing the subscription box what I was finding was there was so many times that um, because there's so many amazing small businesses in the cookie community um, that everybody kind of has their their specialty of what they offer and what I was finding is I was leaving things in my cart all the time because I would want like one thing from one company and then I'd have one thing over here and then it's like well you know, I don't want to spend $40 because I really only want this one thing. I don't want to spend $40 to hit the free shipping or, you know, but then it right. doesn't make sense for me just to buy the one thing if the shipping is going to cost the same amount as what I was buying. And so I kept leaving things in the cart all the, all the time. So I'm like, okay, well, and then I'm, I'm always listening. I'm always listening to our, our customer base. And I was finding out that I wasn't the only one with this problem. And I'm like, well, why don't we curate a box? Like, why don't we get all these products and bring them in and, um, and then put them together and just send them in one single box to people. And it's like, cause mm-hmm. I, there's so many things that I'm like, oh, this would go really well with this. And I, you know, and I was wanting someone to bridge that gap. And so I saw the need. And um, so the box is a mix. It's a really good mix of products that are my tried and trues and that I've tried and I absolutely love. They're also um, a mix of products that our customers are saying, I've always wanted to try this, but I just haven't made the, you know, made the jump. Or um, I'm curious about this. Or now we're having companies that are reaching out to us saying, hey, we have something new coming. Would you want to get it in your box first? So it's like brand new things that are wanting to be discovered or, you know, tried and true things. So it's a really good mix of things. Um, So yeah, the subscription box is completely product-based. I always do like a tutorial or something on the Sweet and Saucy Life Facebook page where I show you how to use it or how to use the products in the box to um, decorate 
um, and do a certain design or whatever, because I have um, a lot of people say, you know, I've seen this product, but I'm not quite sure how to use it or I'm not really familiar with it. So we've been trying to educate people about the products as well. Um, and then, um, and the great thing is, is if you have a cookie business, there are products you can use in your business so you can use it as a deduction. Hallelujah, right? Um, right. The same thing with the virtual cookie club. I mean, you can use it as continuing education. And um, there we've kind of morphed um, a tutorial-based group with also a little bit of business coaching and um, things like that in a lot of community. The, the virtual cookie club group is absolutely phenomenal group of women that um, just the other day, somebody's like, you know what? And I'm not, I'm not here to bash any other groups or anything. I don't, don't even know what group they were talking about, but they were saying, you know what? I've seen, I've seen talks in other free groups and I never seen other people ever say anything mean or bad or anything to anybody in this group. And I'm like, that is because these ladies are so amazing. And that is something that they were really wanting was a positive space that they could ask every question and not feel ridiculed or feel silly. Like, Oh, everybody should already know this answer. None of that happens there. So, um, I'm just really proud of the, the ladies that make up that group because I feel like that's who makes it super special. Um, but yeah, we just, um, we just, I love our groups, whether it's the virtual cookie club or um, our subscribers to the subscription box. It's just, I don't know. I just, I've just made so many friendships from all those customers and, um, and you, you just want to keep providing something new for them. So I don't know. I just, like I said, I can't say it enough. I like love what I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I love that. I love that you have such a positive outlook on things and you are just, a, just a phenomenal <laughs> boss, babe. You, <laughs> I think you do a great job. You do well. It seems like from, from my perspective in, in all the things that you, that you do. And um, I admire your, your work ethic. I admire you being a, a fellow mom of a, yeah. of a unique kid. And um, I, I really appreciate that you came on here today. If anybody out there has never gone and visited the Sweet and Saucy Life, go to her Instagram, to her Facebook. Yeah, to, I, do you have a website? Life.com. But yeah, I'm on both Instagram and Facebook. Um, Self-admittedly, I'm more active on Facebook than I am on Instagram, but um, we're both. Uh, but yeah, we have a website and I'm never too far away. So, um, and you know, I just, I appreciate that you, you know, you, you think I have it all together, but I just, <laughs> but I think that there's this thought of, um, and I, I have fallen into this whole thought process too, that I have looked at other women in business and thought, well, if I was, if I was fill in the blank, then I could do what they do or, um, or, you know, I, I just don't know what she knows. Y'all, I, I didn't even finish. I didn't finish college. Um, I didn't know how to do anything that I do. I still don't. I mean, I don't know anything about anything we'll be doing in the future. But the thing is, is I'm not afraid to fail. And if, even if afraid to fail in front of everyone, um, I've kind of like gotten over that fact. And I just know that if there's something that you're wanting to do, 
the answers are out there, whether it's researching it or um, finding somebody else in the industry that can coach you along the way, um, whether that's, you know, whether that's for free or whether you're paying for that information, whatever that looks like, everything. And don't hold back on doing something that you feel called to do because you don't have all the answers and you don't have, you don't know that how to step-by-step step go through that motion to make those things happen. You just have to like literally put one step in front of the other. Um, so, I mean, I've no, I didn't know how to do anything that I've done and I've just learned along the way. So like fight that whole feeling of, well, one day when I have all of my ducks in a row, then I'll go after it because right, that one That's day may never point. happen. Yeah, um, you can always right. improve on whatever you've done. Um, getting it done like fast and sloppy <laughs> is still getting it done, and then you can tweak and perfect the things um, the next time you put, put it out. Because That's a good point. I mean, if we. I mean, the same thing with decorating cookies. If you're waiting until you feel like you've taken every class, every course, every everything, um, you've watched every tutorial before you put icing on the cookie, you're not going to come out like a master cookier just because you consumed all of that information. You are going to get better along the process because you're doing the work. You're, you're putting the icing on the cookie. You're trying, you're testing what works for you and what doesn't. But that goes along with business and life as well. Um, so I feel like there's sometimes we get stuck in this hamster wheel of feeling like we need to consume all of the information before we jump at anything. And that's really not, that's really not what's going to get you ahead. So I don't know why, where that came from, but it came out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it makes, you make an excellent point. I, I, I find myself falling into that the same too like well if I didn't have you know to do this if I if if I had a little more free time if I didn't have my kids if I you know that I could spend my whole time doing social media and it's I think it is one of those ugly things that kind of like pops up in your head but everybody deals with it because you do comparison is the thief of joy and you do you just you you have to just go like okay this is my life and this is um I'm going to make the best of, of what I have and, and just, oh, it absolutely does that does. make sense? <laughs> I don't want that to sound negative. It totally wasn't no, negative. Totally um, no, I love my children. <laughs> the truth is we all have the same 24 hours a day. And, and that's why like, right. Um, I think I said to you, I'm like, I'm as busy as I want to be. And, um, right. And I, I had to learn like really, really early on that, what my non-negotiables are and that we don't cross those um, because you have to create boundaries. And if that means that if I want to do, you know, whatever, then I'm going to have to say no to some other things. And, um, and there, and I, I, one of my non-negotiables is not to always say no to my kids. There is an ebb and flow to business and in life, there's going to be times where your kids are going to need you more and there's going to be times when your kids aren't going to need you as much and you can, your business is going to need you. And there's also that understanding. Um, but you have to decide really early, like, what does that look like? 
um, and are you willing to do the things that you need to do to be able to reach those goals, whether they're business related or family related or personal growth related or uh, religiously re- um, related? It, do- it doesn't matter what they are. Are you willing to do what needs to be done to make that thing happen? And, um, and you have to be just really honest with yourself. Like, you know, I really want to I really want to do this, but I'm not willing to wake up an hour earlier okay, then what, like, what does that look like then within the constraints of what you've made, what the choices that you've made? And sometimes that means you have to hire out. Sometimes that means that you need to reshuffle things. Um, sometimes that means you have to put the Netflix away and, um, and do something different. But it's just, <laughs> it's being honest with yourself that you're in control of your time. Um, and you're in, you're in control of like your priorities because nobody else is going to make your priorities. Real. I mean, they're, the world in general is always going to try to impede on your boundaries and your priorities. So it's your job um, to be really clear on those. And sometimes it's not going to be well received, but you're the one who has to live with your decisions, right? And your family. So I'd rather make a person right. on the internet upset with me rather than my kids and my husband being mad at me, you know? So absolutely. So yeah. I don't know. No, absolutely. Those are all, all great points. I, I really appreciate everything that you've, that you've talked about today. I think I know I've learned a lot. I'm sure other people who listen are going to have learned a lot. And I, I really appreciate you once again for coming on today and yeah. taking time to talk to me on my little podcast. And I'm excited Thanks. for your new ventures. Um, I had somebody ask before about like, well, what do you think about other people, you know, starting up podcasts about cookies? And I'm like, the more the merrier. There are so many different ways to do things. Yeah. I did not invent this. I'm not the first one to do it. I'm not the only one doing it. I'm not even really great at doing it. <laughs> but, but, you know, this is something I enjoy doing and I, I saw, you know, a need for it and, and I do it when I, when I can, when it, you know, works for my schedule. And, um, I also yeah. listen to other cookie podcasts and, and, uh, you know, I, I support them and I'll support you. And I, I really appreciate you once again for, I'm really glad for coming on today. I'm excited. I think there's room for everybody. Um, I'm completely percent community over competition and, um, so I think that's that everybody right. brings something different to the table and um, we all have the opportunity to learn from each other. So, um, so yeah, I mean, thank you for, again for having me on and I always enjoy talking to you and um, I think it's really fun what you're doing here. So I'm glad to be a part of it. Well, thank you again and okay, I will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys again for listening and for being so patient and understanding. And if you're new to listening to this podcast, I I promise I am trying not to make it a habit to disappear for months at a time. I was just kind of going through something after I recorded this last episode and it took me a while to get out of it. And then, um, then the holidays all hit 
and you guys know how hectic that can be so <laughs> I, I do apologize I am trying to be better about posting more regularly and you guys know I've said that before but here we are <laughs> and I think it's okay I think it's okay to acknowledge that you know we struggle and I struggle and the important thing is to not give up even if it means starting over again and again just keep trying keep going don't don't stop and I missed my one year podcast anniversary. <laughs> I had a really amazing guest who was supposed to come on and I'm going to reach out to her again and see if she will still come on. And I, I'm excited for what this next year is going to bring. I'm not going to <laughs> have any kind of unreal expectation. I do kind of feel like we're going to struggle through a lot of the things we struggled through this year, but we are facing this new year with a little bit more experience. <laughs> the things that were brand new to us are not so new now. We've we've learned to tackle a lot of the things and overcome. And I I think if we just come into this next year with that positive mindset that we made it through 2020, which we've almost made it through, uh, we'll make it through 2021, whatever whatever gets thrown our way. And if something bad happens in 2021, you guys are listening back to this and you're like, ah, you jinxed us. I'm sorry. Knock on wood. <laughs> oh goodness, guys. It is almost the new year. And I, I hope that this next year is great for all of us. I hope that we achieve goals. I hope that we survive. I hope that we, if that's, if that's the only thing you can say about this past year is that you survived it, then that's something great. And that's something to be proud of. And that's an achievement. So do not downplay it. If you didn't learn something new, if you didn't um, start a new hobby or, you know, whatever, that's okay. You don't have to, you know, do any of that. As long as you made it through, then you were successful. Uh, thank you guys again for listening. And I will see you guys in 2021. Bye. What do you want, bud? A cookie.